0: We do have a guest today, Johnny Renee Nelson, who's going to talk to us a little bit about Kwanzaa, which begins on Tuesday.
1: Merry Christmas Eve (laughs) and Happy Kwanzaa Eve Eve. (laughs) So I'm going to recite a poem from one of my books and that book is Classic Kwanzaa Poems, New and Selected. And the name of this poem is Come With Me. And this is my kalimba uh, in America, it's called a thumb piano. And it makes my students instant musicians, they love it light the candles beat the drum pour the libation for Kwanzaa comes bring forth the poet let her speak the message of Kwanzaa the knowledge we seek The seven days of Kwanzaa are the best days of the year. They're filled with love and laughter, with lessons and with cheer. Our house is filled with symbols decorated in the Kwanzaa colors of black, red and green, a mat, candles, corn and fruit make up the Kwanzaa scene. Our hearts are filled with pride as we celebrate our own and have faith in a fruitful tomorrow from the Kwanzaa seeds we've sown. Come Kwanzaa with me. Together we'll examine the hiss of an African people struggling to be free from colonialism, apartheid, and slavery. Come Kwanzaa with me. Come experience the wonders of an odyssey, ripe with the riches of a legacy embroidered in love, crocheted in dignity. Come Kwanzaa with me. Come enjoy a cultural safari. Rediscover the grandeur of the African race. Come Kwanzaa with me at the Sphinx, Great Zimbabwe, or the Step. Pyramid's base. Come Kwanzaa with me. Come taste a first fruits delicacy. Come pour the libation that is meant to be both the tribute and salute to our ancestry. Let us commune with the legends of our legacy. Hannibal Nkrumah. Shaka King, Karenga, Truth, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. Let us honor our national treasure. Ourselves, our children, our elders. Come Kwanzaa with me. Come listen to a tum. Tum-rap-so-dee, to a kalimba and a doom doom symphony. fill our rhythm, see our vibrancy. Come Kwanzaa with me. Together, we'll create a we as rich as a canty cloth tapestry. Listen, listen to the drum and come Kwanzaa with
0: look at all these people good morning everybody I trust you enjoyed your breakfast and sorry you guys online you didn't get any so before I dive into our topic for today I want to answer the question you're asking about so who the heck is Johnny Renee I've known Johnny Renee for a number of years, a number we aren't going to talk about. <laughs> I am fortunate to have in my life some very brilliant and accomplished women. And Johnny Renee is one of them. She's an educator, she teaches poetry in schools. She's known, of course, as the Kwanzaa poet. She's written not one, not two, but five Kwanzaa books and she's traveled all over the world in her presentations of spoken word artistry. She probably does have her books available with her in case you need one of those last minute gifts and I am honored to call her my friend. So let's dive in. You might recall that our theme for this month is living wholeness. you didn't recall it I just told it to you (laughs) and so I'm going to talk about the birth of wholeness I'm gonna we're gonna talk about three things one of them is Mary and Joseph one of them is baking and one of them is generosity and somehow that's all going to come together in the end (laughs) so in our teaching it's important for us to be open to looking at things beyond what our five senses tell us. This is sometimes where the real lessons come in. So we are gonna talk first a little bit about Mary and Joseph. Uh, In the Christmas story, Joseph was a man with a simple life. He had a simple faith and he had great trust in God. In the face of material evidence that seemed to say otherwise, He knew that he was being called to something bigger, and he continued to trust God. His young wife is called the Virgin Mary. We think of virgin as something that is pure, unspoiled, even pristine, like virgin snow or a virgin forest. So from this combination of simple faith and purity, we give birth to the Christ consciousness. Here's how that works in our own lives. We keep our thoughts of our own oneness with spirit pure and unspoiled. We keep our faith in God simple and uncluttered. Now, many things in life are simple in their concept, yet not easy in practice. This is one of them. It's easy to say we're one with God made of god or that we're an expression of god embodying that maybe isn't so easy always especially with life going on around us we have deadlines and commitments we have family members with health challenges we have financial obligations that seem bigger than we can handle how do we stay connected to spirit and how do we make sure that we're creating the life that we want. Well, in the Science of Mind textbook, Dr. Holmes says, if a man takes his images of thought only from his previous experiences, then he continues in the bondage which those previous experiences create. If we talk about discord, we shall become more discordant. The more the world arms for war, the more certain it is that there will be war. People who spend all their time talking about their unhappiness become more unhappy. Jesus understood these great laws of cause and effect in the universe, which always work with sureness. Eventually, we shall understand that all human bondage is an invention of ignorance. Now I know that I have told us, myself included, again and again to guard our thoughts. It's so important to keep our thoughts uplifted and positive. I'm not asking us to be uninformed. On the contrary, it seems to me to be very important to know what's going on in the world so that we know where to direct our prayers watch or read the news if you must but don't live in it don't perpetuate the doom and the gloom the negative and the untrue also it's important to use our words correctly if we say to ourselves which is also saying to the universe no more debt no more violence no more whatever your thing is It actually has the opposite effect because your attention is still on the thing you don't want. It's far more powerful to say, I have financial abundance, I am safe in the world and so on. Dr. Holmes tells us in the Science of Mind that trained thought is far more powerful than untrained and the one who gives conscious power to his thought should be more careful what he thinks than the one who does not. The more power one gives to his thought, the more completely he believes that his thought has power, the more power it will have. So in those times that you're feeling challenges, think of Joseph and Mary. In other words, remember to have simple faith, purity of thought, That combination will bring us to a higher place of being, a higher consciousness, and each step higher brings us closer to the Christ consciousness that is always in us. It's important for us to recognize that the Christ consciousness took form in the man Jesus for a reason. We are not to keep Jesus, the man, separate or on a pedestal or unreachable. Dr. Holmes also says we do not have to contemplate Jesus as being unique and different for the Bible makes it more than plain that he was a man like we are, or woman. There is no one particular person predestined to be the Christ. We must understand the Christ is not a person, but a principle. Jesus never thought of himself as different from others. His whole teaching was that what he did, others could do. Tomorrow, we celebrate the birthday of the man Jesus and the birth of the consciousness of the Christ. Every day, we could celebrate someone's birthday because everyone is the birth of wholeness. In the Signs of Mind magazine, Dr. Holmes also said, God, the divine father never had but one son. This son is being born at every season in every place through all races and in all nations. Every birth is a divine event. Every conception is immaculate. Every child who is born into the world represents the son of the eternal father. So wholeness is when we accept all aspects of ourselves, not judging them as good or bad, not making ourselves worse or better than anyone else. Has anyone ever noticed that we are constant giant judging machines? (laughs) I'm not the only one I could tell. We judge ourselves a lot, we judge people walking by, we judge family members, we judge those people on TV, we judge folks for how they look, what they do, how they talk, what they're wearing, and on and on and on. I know this is a habit and it's not a good one. It's not supportive to your spiritual growth. We must forgive ourselves and do better. Again, Dr. Holmes says, the happy outlook on life is always constructive, and the understanding heart is filled with sympathy and helpfulness to all. An evolved soul never judges anyone, but realizes that all are on the road of experience, seeking the same goal, and that each must ultimately find his home. Wholeness is accepting all aspects of ourselves and the others in our lives. It is also being authentic. It means dressing up as an elf, if that's how you feel. Or I could just put my Santa hat on right in the middle of my talk, like that. It also means Not participating in something that you don't agree with just because everyone else is doing it we know when we're being authentic and we know when we aren't your wholeness depends on your authenticity a lot of folks do baking at this time of the year there's probably hundreds of recipes that use the same ingredients of flour, sugar, and butter. You can probably make bread or you can end up with cookies. And what matters is the degree or the proportion of each. We mix it all together, oops, sorry. Uh, My friend called it integrating the components. We don't take them apart to see what's inside. Not usually. If you look up in uh, recipes that just take three ingredients there's over a million now this is true of God there are three aspects spirit soul and body we separate these to help us to understand its nature and how it works but they aren't separate it's only one it's like You can take a clock apart to see how it works, but you still have to put it back together if you want the time. And yet, the same ingredients, look how many different versions there are of us. Joseph and Mary represent the father and the mother, the blending of the male and female aspects into one consciousness. They also represent the spiritual and the human. union or the unity of the spiritual life with the human life to me technically there really is no spiritual life in human life because if God is all there is all life is only one life your purpose is to live as if there is only one life dr. Holmes says that Jesus knew his divine nature more fully We all have that it's all mixed in just some days we swing a little more human. Our goal is to be more divine to reveal more of our spirit. Our teaching is a mix of science philosophy and religion. We mix it all together. Still some will understand everything more from a thinking or sort of sciencey perspective and others more from an emotional or heart perspective. Neither is more correct, neither is more important and we definitely need both. One ingredient or maybe I should call it a spice But anyway, one thing that we all carry but gets expressed more at this time of the year is generosity. It begins with the generosity of your spirit. It outpictures as the kindness we do and the gifts that we give. When we're young, we love getting presents. Later, we love the giving part, the excitement and the joy of the surprise. We love We love that because it's our nature to be generous. It doesn't always mean giving things. It means that we have a generous spirit. It's our nature to be generous because it's the nature of spirit to be generous and giving. It is a willingness to give of ourselves and our talents and treasures, whatever those might be. I saw a news clip that I wanted to share with you. It's from a feature. It's called on the road. It's on a news channel. It highlights good things and positive things that folks do. This particular episode tells the story of a teacher who often uses these exact clips from this um, news series to teach kindness to his students. One of the segments talked about a man, a secret Santa in the Phoenix area that gives away $100 bills at Christmas time. And these kids, they're probably maybe around between 10 and 12, I think. They love this so much that they started a secret Santa club. And through phone calls and fundraising, they raised over $8,000 but then they went out and they gave away the $100 bills. For these kids, it was life-changing. For the recipients, of course, it was also life-changing because we never know what someone is going through at any particular time. At the end of the clip, the interviewer is asking some of the kids what it was like. And one of the little girls said it was life-changing. And, at, and the other, another little girl, she's, she's crying, and she said, their joy is your gift. That is just so beautiful. This experience will stay in their hearts and minds forever, and it will inspire them to do more. So praise to this teacher who is teaching kindness to these young ones, and praise to the kids who learned what giving means in the heart. Joseph and Mary represent the unending and unconditional love that parents have for their offspring, which is also the giving and unconditional love that God, our true parent, has for each of us. We have all heard that there's no greater love than that of a parent for a child. This is the love of God, and it's available to you always. The birth of wholeness is not about one person. It's about each one of us. Each one of us is born into and out of wholeness. We can return to wholeness through simple faith and purity of thought. Live your life fully. Honor all the parts, your history, your parents, your heritage. Everything has brought you to the place you are now. Every part of the journey has been necessary and valuable, and no part could have been left out. It's part of the rich tapestry that becomes who you are. Remember that your true beginning is always spirit. Keep a simple faith, keep a purity of thought, and remember that God is love. You are the light and your light makes a difference to me and to each other and to the world. Merry Christmas, my little stars.